This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Before you mash that fast forward button to move to the beginning of today's episode, I'd like to quickly tell you about some ways you can support the show and everything that I'm doing right now. You can support the show on Patreon by going to patreon.com slash Chase Thomas Writer. Again, just go on over to patreon.com slash Chase Thomas Writer. Become a patron for as little as $5 a month. Or you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts and leave a rating and a review. It's incredibly important with the way iTunes works. So if you have a second, please leave a rating and or review and subscribe on iTunes. Uh, you can listen to the show on Spotify, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, Google Play, and wherever else you get your podcast, you can check out chasethomaspodcast.com. That is all my previous episode, a link to my newsletter, and all my articles that I've written. Uh, you can also follow me on Twitter at chase double underscore Thomas. You can like the Facebook page at facebook.com slash chase Thomas writer, or you can just tell a friend you found this independent sports podcast that they should check out too. Thank you for listening. You're all the best. And I think we've reached the point in this intro where my uncle Darren can play me in. All right, let's go. Chase Thomas podcast. The Chase Thomas podcast. Um, my nephew needs me to record. See, I hate. I already hate it. I hate it. All right, welcome to the Chase Thomas podcast. We're recording this early on a Tuesday morning, East Coast time, and the very good Nick Stellini is here. And Nick, I think I'm ready to call it. The Cubs won the Scott Feldman trade with Baltimore for Pedro Strop and Jake Arrieta. You know, it's entirely possible. I think I'm ready to call it. Um, it's certainly tracking that way. Mm-hmm. They lost Arietta, but it seems like he was pretty critical to their first World Series in 100 years. That seemed like a big thing, and he, the Cy Young helps. But uh, Pedro Strop, good piece in The Athletic this week on uh, his five-year stint in uh, Chicago and just how good he is in this middle relief role because he's not the closer. He's just someone who's just been consistently under 3 uh, ARA his whole time there. He never gets hurt. I don't know. Pedro Strop, man, uh, outside of ruining baseball for the way he puts on his hat, uh, pretty good bargain for them. Yeah, if you're not an old white guy, you love him. Um, yeah. And, I mean, he's yeah, he's good. He's a solid reliever. It's amazing he's already been there that long, and that trade happened so long ago. But I think maybe the most fascinating thing is the Baltimore Orioles lost a trade. That never happens. I mean, Orioles fans should be excited about the the uh, impending uh, Manny Machado trade, right? Yeah, how can you not be? This front office, like Brady Anderson, he's going to get the best deal from Manny Machado. I think we know that for certain. Well, let, let, let's be fair. Um and I don't know the exact power dynamics in the Orioles front office right now. Like it seems to be always shifting, mm-hmm. but um, I mean that, that that was Duquette with those trades. To be fair, um, yep. so I don't know how much. I mean, 
I would imagine that he's still the one taking the calls, but um, I don't know how much Brady Anderson's going to have a say in trade matters. I don't know what anybody really does right now. Um, but yeah, it'll certainly be interesting to see how that goes down. And I think that's what makes the uh, the Mets so interesting, this trade deadline too, because obviously it's under sad circumstances as to why Sandy Alderson is not around the team right now. But, I mean, their assistant GM who's been there, I think since Manaya was there, right? Hasn't Rico been there for just years and years? Rico's been there for a while. Riccardi's been there for a while. Um, yeah. Omar's back Manaya's now. back. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, and then, who like, knows how that's going to work? It's those three guys, and then I think Jeff Wilpon's like, making some calls, too. So I, God knows what's happening there. Oh, my God. Um, my favorite story, though, uh, the last week in baseball, and then we'll get into the big stuff that we're talking about this week. Andrew Knapp hit a walk-off home run in the 13th on Sunday against the Nationals for the Phillies, and his dad was at the game, and he his dad told, like he told his dad that he was not starting in this game, but his dad said that it was okay because he was going to hit a walk-off home run anyway, and he did. And his dad was there. That's always nice. It is nice. It was a good thing. I, I was happy about it. Um, first thing, though, that I really wanted to touch on, and I'm excited about having this conversation because the Braves just um, throttled them over a three-game series after also losing two series uh, to the Orioles and the Reds at home, but um, that is neither here nor there. The St. Louis Cardinals, they're struggling, and uh, they are a team that I think had high aspirations for this year. They have a deep farm system still. They are a team that wants to win now, but uh, a lot's going on with them. And uh, I want to first pose this question to you. What is going on with the St. Louis Cardinals right now? Well, I mean, they're not particularly good is what's going on with them. Um, You can say a lot of that is Marcelo Zuna underperforming because he certainly has. Um. But I mean, I, I I never saw I never saw the hype coming into the year. Um, I, I didn't get why people were high on them. Uh, like Weaver and Flaherty are nice. Um, Harrison Bader has been a good little find. Um, they they have their devil magic player and Yaro Munoz. Um, but yeah, I I, I just I'm not big on this team and I, I never really was like they, like they they hit golden miles michaelis like they have a lot of nice little pieces that have that have come up big for them but they don't have like the guy they don't have they don't have a couple guys who are being being great and again my part of that might be marcelo zuna underperforming um they don't have much of a bullpen out there that's always been a big thing for them in the last few years and they just don't have a bullpen this year like Bud Norris is their closer, and Bud Norris has become a fine little reliever, but he's not a you know big time reliever. They've got Jordan Hicks who can throw 104 miles an hour and really know where it's going. It's insane. Yeah, I, and and you know they they picked up Greg Holland right before opening day, and you know shocker, Greg Holland who hasn't had a spring training is struggling. They can have Peter Moylan. Yeah, who's actually bad and no longer on the Braves roster, thankfully. Um, so yeah, I, 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 I'm I'm not wild about this team. I mean, mean, it sucks that Alex Reyes, you know, came back and immediately got hurt again. It's, it sucks that Paul DeYoung's on the, on the DL, but 
Yeah, yeah, I, 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 I never, never saw it. Okay, this guy's been guys players, but I, I, don't, I don't see a contender here. I don't see a team that can beat the Cubs or the Brewers. Um, I, 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 maybe they need more wild cards. I, 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 I never saw it. Yeah, and it doesn't help that the Cubs are figuring things out, and this division's been better than expected, especially with the Pirates' good start, but they've faded, obviously. But the NL is a hodgepodge, and there's a lot of pretty okay teams that are kind of in there with Washington, who's had a really tough year with Daniel Murphy and Bryce Harper. Um, not uh, meeting expectations right now, and it's sad. Bryce Harper has just been really bad, but... Their offense, it's not good. It's not scoring runs. And Tommy Pham, uh, who started off really hot in April, he's fallen off. I think he has like an OPS of 548 since May 11th. And then maybe the biggest thing is the guy who they gave a five-year deal to, uh, Dexter Fowler. He is uh, on the verge of being sent down to figure things out. And uh, it's not looking good in year two of the Dexter Fowler in St. Louis thing. It, it kind of reminds me of Jason Hayward in Chicago at this point. So, yeah, so the thing with Dexter Fowler is, like, I believe he's been dealing with some sort of nagging injury all year, um, if I remember reading that correctly. And he's also 32. So he he was obviously really great for the Cubs. Um, He wasn't bad last year for the Cardinals, though, either. Like, he had, like, he hit 264, 363, 488. That's pretty good. Um, He was, like, a a two-and-a-half win player last year, which is good. Um, but between the injury and whatever aging stuff and whatever else is going on, he is not playing well this year. Um, and, and if you're playing through a nagging injury at that age, that can happen. Um, you know, it, it, it sucks because I mean, Dexter Fowler is a very fun player. He's a very likable player. Um, and I, I, I'd like to see him do well, but, um, yeah, I mean, like, He's just not making good contact. Like the walk rate is relatively the same. Strikeout rate is is just a tiny bit higher, but nothing crazy. His power is just gone. It's, it's not making good contact. Um, you, you just you hate to see it. Um, and he's been getting a lot of crap for it, which you know is not surprising for various reasons. He's getting crap from his team. Can I read a quote from Mazelik? Yeah, yeah. It's insane. So he said. This is Mazalek talking. I've had a lot of people come up to me and question his effort and energy level. A lot of people. That's just a weird thing to say that a lot of people are coming up. Like who? Players? Other guys in the front office? Whatever. Uh, Many people are saying Trump is the greatest president ever. You hear a lot of people saying it. It's essentially the same kind of... It's very Trumpian. It's very Trumpian. Yep. The executive said on his weekly check-in, and those are things I can't defend. What I can defend is to try to create opportunities for him but not if it's at the expense of other players who are hustling and playing hard. See, it, not only are they attacking like, oh, other people are concerned about him, but it's like they're thinking that it's not an injury thing at all, that he's just, his effort sucks this year. It's very odd. It's a weird way of talking about a guy you gave a five-year deal to and is such a critical part of your future. I, I don't, it's a weird, it's just weird. Yeah, it's not good. So I just Googled Dexter Fowler injury. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, he's got, he, there's a knee thing going on, I think. Would, um, would that affect his power though? Yeah, okay. I mean, sure. Because it's his exit um, velocity has dropped significantly this year. So like, he's playing through crap. Um, it's, it's, you know, like, 
even if like even if you might think your player is, is not going all out, um, just doing that in the media and not to his face is just so crappy. Yep. Um, it's so catty and just unprofessional. Um, not the first time somebody's done this with Dexter Fowler, by the way, because um, Dan O'Dowd did this in Colorado too. Um, so is that a sign that Dexter Fowler doesn't play hard out? I don't know. Um, I mean, I, it's so tough and it's hard to judge whether or not a player is really, I, I, I don't know, man, this is a weird situation. And, and I, and I don't want to get in trouble, but like, how often do you see this with a white player? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's just, you don't, it's like Bryce Harper is the only guy I can think of. And people don't like Bryce Harper cause he's Bryce Harper. Mm-hmm. Um, and anybody who watches Bryce Harper play baseball and say he doesn't play hard is insane, by the way. Um, yeah. So I think he's just dealing with nagging crap. And, like, the team should know that, by the way. Um, they would know better than anybody else. Which is why um, him just saying, like, the, the comments from Mazelik make it seem like they've checked him out and haven't found anything. Why would you say that if you didn't think that he actually was injured. I don't know. Ask Kawhi Leonard. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe Dexter Fowler has his own doctors and uh, St. Louis is heading towards their own uh, Kawhi uh, mishap. But I think he's going to get sent down and I think he's going to have to like recalibrate some stuff. And um, it's going to be because I think part of the comments too was that like we hope to get him right like for the second half. So post All Star break, so we're probably not going to see him do anything until after that, and they really want him. I to, mean, uh, it's that might that that kind of sounds like a Phantom DL sit more than anything that's else. That's what I going to happen. Um, which you know, whatever, fine. Yeah, but if it's a Phantom but, DL stint, then it's like, is he really injured, or it's just there's so many different variables that we just don't know. Only Dexter Fowler really knows the answer to this stuff. Right. It it just feels crappy. Yeah. Um. It doesn't help I, I, anything to just publicly like kind of shame your your player like that. I just I don't understand. Who, who, to my knowledge, is a pretty universally beloved guy. Yeah, and he's having a bad year. Like he's and when we say bad, like he's having not Chris Davis level bad, but his drop off this year. He's hitting one seventy one. Yeah, like it's awful. Like he's having a very very bad year. So I can understand why Mozelic, who's paying Dexter Fowler a lot of money and knows that he has multiple years left on this deal, is frustrated and probably terrified of what this deal is going to look like two years from now. It just doesn't help anything to do this. And maybe that's the reason he's hoping that this DL stint, um, the Phantom DL stint, as you coined, uh, is going to be what does the trick for him because I don't think this guy's going to be on the team next year. And I I'll, like, if I'm Dexter Fowler, why would I want to come back here? If I get back on track and they trade him this off season or whatever, I, it's so bizarre. You know what? Not, not for nothing. Mazelik's the guy who gave a 31 year old tall outfielder with an injury history, a five year deal. Yeah. What outfielder is going to say no to that? Like, let's be real here. Yeah. Um, it's it's not great. And it doesn't help that Marcel Ozuna is having a slightly down year. He is not like his numbers are fine. It's just he's not even playing as well as he did in Miami last year. And no. 
and that's not <laughs> that doesn't make things easier for this offense. And then you obviously have, like I said, with Fam cooling off, like it's just everything with this offense is going wrong at the worst possible time because this is a team that is in the thick of things, and the Cubs are coming, and the Brewers are awesome, and we'll talk about them in a little bit. But it's uh, they need somebody to click whether it's Fowler, Fam, Ozuna, somebody in this outfield needs to turn it around. Yeah, for sure. Um, like I mean, Tommy Pham, you know, catching on fire last year was a great story. Um, it's hard to not root for the guy. Um, I mean, that's the thing. Like the Cardinals actually have a lot of likable players right now. It's kind of weird, mm-hmm. um, but it, it's just not working. Um, you know, so, I mean, you would say that you know it's got to click at some point, but I don't know. Like I mean, like I said, I was saying earlier, I, I was never really super high on this team to begin with. Um, I didn't think they would do this, but yeah, it's it, it, so I can't imagine all three of these guys are going to be struggling two months from now, but we'll see. Do you think this is like the situation where it's like this team, it, it it's just so clear. There's some teams we look at the trade deadline where we're like, uh, this team has to do something. This is a team that you look at and you're like, they're still, uh, they're still in the playoff hunt. They still they play in the NL, so they actually have a chance of making a World Series run because the AL is down to three teams. And then it's just, or I guess four, if you really want to be nice about the Indians, but uh, I'm still not there. But uh, is this a situation where it's like the M- Manny Machado stuff makes a lot of sense, or Josh Donaldson, or whoever? Like, if they bring in one of those two. Does that really move the needle enough for them to get a wild card spot? Because I still think the Cubs are winning that division no matter what. But um, is that what they need? Is it just like this is so clear that this team needs somebody in this offense to jumpstart this just awful year for just about everybody? Is that uh, what we should expect? Or well, Machado, Machado certainly makes a lot of sense. Yeah, um, I just don't think he's resigning there, right? Like, would no, and I don't know if they can get him. Well, they have the pieces, right? I feel Do like, they? I mean, Will Leach wrote a really good piece on um, why the Cardinals just have this uh, the right guys to throw at Baltimore um, in the deal a couple months ago. And, I mean, they don't have a bad farm system. They don't, but they don't have, like, a great farm system No, either. but uh, in comparison to, like, the teams that can realistically, like, it's a better – they can throw a better package than the Cubs can for Machado. It's really like them or Philadelphia, I think. Philadelphia well, can throw a good one. And he well, might re-sign there. Yeah, I think the Phillies make the most sense in terms of the Manny Machado sweepstakes. Um, them or, you know, maybe Milwaukee or whatever, but or, or the Dodgers. But um, so, like, what, what, let's see. What, what would the Cardinals throw at? What would you throw out if you're – um, well, like, here's the thing. Like, how much trade value do you think Alex Reyes actually has right now? He's out for the year, right? Yeah. So he had the Tommy John. He came back from it, and now he tore, tore his lat. Um, so he's done. I mean, they've got – I mean, so how much trade value does Alex Reyes really have? How much trade value does Carson Kelly have? Um and in and for and for, for what it's worth, like Baltimore has theoretically their catcher of the future right now, um, and Chancisco. So I mean, you've got Dakota Hudson, you've got Connor Green, but 
again, like how much value does do those guys have? Um, you know, are are you going to throw Tyler O'Neill into that deal? Maybe. Are you going to put you know one of Weaver or Flaherty in there, which you're not going to do if you're trying to make the playoffs? Yeah. Um, can they do it? Yes. In a vacuum, they can do it. Is it? Are they going to want to do it for what it's, what it's going to cost them? I don't know. Um, yeah, they could. I, I I just I don't know. Yeah, I, I we'll see. I, I I'm not going to pretend to know either way, but it does seem. I mean, no, I, I wouldn't be shocked. I I just I, I don't think they're the guys to do it. They're gonna do somebody like it's going. Sure, I, this team is just. The way Mozelic is talking, the way the season is gone, I don't know if it's an outfielder or if it's an infielder because they're going to have to do a little bit more adjusting if it is an infielder. But um, I think it might be Brad Hand. Mm. Brad Hand, man. Well, so he doesn't have to get moved because he's still under contract for no. several more years. The Padres are going to be good in a couple years, and it'd be nice to have him still on this roster when they're making a playoff push. Like you want someone like Brad Hand around, and he's not going to get worse anytime soon. And I think his trade value, you kind of worry if you're AJ Preller, like, do we capitalize this on now because relievers are so volatile? But yeah, I would because relievers are weird. Yeah, it's. Uh, but I would understand if they didn't. I would. Sure. I, I think this is a rare situation where it's like, yes, they're in last place, but if you are keeping up with the Padres at all and look at their farm system and look at how, like, our dude Framil Reyes and everybody else who's on the way. They are, uh, I think they're closer than people think to breaking through. Sure. I agree. Um, but also relievers are weird and I don't know that the Cardinals, like, I don't think this is like a plug in Jed Lowry and it's fixed situation. I think they need like a big thing one way or another. Yeah. Um, we'll see. I, I, I don't know what, um, what it's going to be, but I do think. It's uh, going to be interesting. Um, is there anybody else that makes sense for the Cardinals for you? Um, let me think. I mean, they could use another pitcher, but yeah, I don't think it's high on the wish list. They, they just they have to get it better. I feel like. Yeah. Would you trade uh, Fam in a Machado deal? I don't know if I would want Fam in a Machado deal. Interesting. Okay. He's old. Yeah. Like you, you forget how old he is. How old is Tommy Fam now? It's like twenty nine. Okay. He was in the minors for a long time. Well, the uh, the Orioles are not a rebuild; they're a reload team. Oh, he's thirty. Oh God. Okay. Hmm. And the Orioles should be a tear it all down team, by the way. Would Jack Flaherty, Harrison Bader, Tyler O'Neill, and Randall Grichik? Get Machado. Well, Randall Gretchik's a Blue Jay. Oh wait. Um. Yeah. Wait. Oh, was he in the deal? Hold on. He was in the Eleventh Diaz deal, yeah. I think. Yeah. Okay. What about maybe Cologne? Oh, Luke Weaver. Well, here's the thing. Like, I'm not trading. Like, Flaherty and Weaver are both in the big league rotation right now. Yeah, but I mean, you're um, gonna have so, to give up at least one of them. Right, but I'm not giving up two of my good starters to get my Manny Machado for my playoff push. That's true. Man, it's complicated. They're in a weird spot. They are. Do they fire Matheny if they don't make the playoffs this year? They still, he should go either way. <laughs> Give me your hottest Mike Matheny take. 
he's just not good. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you, well, it seems like Cardinals fans hate him, but also just national baseball fans hate Mike Matheny as a manager. What is it about him? He, he's just, he's had, I don't know. Like, I, I don't know if it's just like an object permanence thing or not, but like there's, there's some strategic moves that are very weird. Um, but he's a career baseball guy with the good face. So he gets, you know, all the shots. Why do you think the Cardinals defense kind of sucks? I don't know. That's a good question. I mean, I don't, I don't watch like an abundance of Cardinals games. Um, it might be a positioning thing. It might, I don't know. I mean, it seems like it stands out even more because this, I mean, also to be fair, they are rolling out a defensive infield, um, that often includes Jed Jerko and, you know, I don't know how good Colton Wong is really. He had a really good play uh, in the series of Braves. He's, he's not bad. No, but I mean, like Matt Carpenter is probably more of a first baseman than a third baseman. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I have no idea how good a defender Yara Munoz is. I, I have not seen him play enough. Um, I mean, I know Paul DeYoung is an okay shortstop. I know he played a lot of second base in the minors, but he's a shortstop now. Um, so I don't know. It doesn't help that the Brewers and the Cubs are just these elite defensive teams and they're right above them in the standings. The Cubs are like incredibly good on defense. Have you seen the stuff with John Lester and FIP versus ERA? Yes. It's incredible. So I encourage the listeners to check out John Lester, who is um, get like his K percentage is incredibly down this year and his ERA is insane, but his FIP is not. And it's an incredible disparity because John Lester is using his defense in a very smart way this year. That uh, I think they have a specific Lester defense. Do they really? I like I I, I saw some Cubs Twitter people talk about that on def- on on Twitter um, about how like there was a game Lester was pitching and they changed the lineup right before the game. They didn't like change who was in the lineup. They just changed where people were playing. And like ah, oh, the Lester defense is back is what people were saying. So I think they had like a Lester specific defensive alignment. That is awesome. And so yeah, so yeah, John Lester has a three point six one DRA. His ERA is two point two five, <laughs> which is still like three point six is not bad. No, it's just it's rare that it's it goes that way and it's flipped that yeah. much. And uh, I guess it's by choice, right? Like he's intentionally doing that, using his defense more. Well, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. I don't know for sure. I don't, I don't want to say that anything like that for sure. Um, he is also, for what it's worth you know, a 34 year old left-hander. So the strike dots might just be going away naturally, but yeah. Yeah. Um, so we've kind of touched on the Brewers a little bit, but now we know that Noah Syndergaard is on the radar. And I got to ask you, does Noah Syndergaard make sense for the Brewers right now? Uh, anybody with an arm makes sense for the Brewers mm. right now. Okay. Um, and, and you know, like, let's look at the rotation. The rotation right now is Junior Guerra, Chase Anderson, Jolie's Chassin, Freddie Peralta, and my man, Brent Suter. Um, Chassin's been really good for them. He's been, he's been all right. Um, but you know, I don't trust him in a wild card game. (laughs) There's not a lot of guys there. You trust in a wild card game. There's not a lot of guys there. You trust in a playoff series. Um, so anybody with a pulse and a fastball probably makes sense for the Brewers. (laughs) Um, they'd have despite to give up a what, lot, though, 
and I some just, people would tell you online mm-hmm. they, they actually do in fact need a starting pitcher mm-hmm. so Brewers um, fans don't want a starting pitcher they think they're good i don't there. i don't want to i don't want to put a brewers fans don't want label on things i've just seen some people say that oh no 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 it's okay which is mystifying to me okay um they i mean listen jay hap would be great for this team he feels like a brewer um now the reason that some people may not want to go get Syndergaard, besides the fact he's been out for a month with hampton um or you know Degrom, is that they've already given up quite a bit for players this past offseason um they 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 spend some currency but man like i would personally give up keston here to get jacob Degrom. i don't know about you i would um for Degrom, yes is it weird that i'm more in on Degrom than Syndergaard? no okay not at all i am yeah i think Syndergaard is a flashier player obviously and is just insane to watch but Degrom, i'd feel a lot more comfortable trading for I mean, I wouldn't mind starting Noah Syndergaard in a wild card game, but yeah, if you can get Jacob Degrom, you got to go get Jacob Degrom. I don't think they're moving Degrom. I think it's gonna be Syndergaard. But if I'm the Brewers, will, you know who I'm looking at from the Mets what? rotation? Zach Wheeler? No. Yes, it's Zach Wheeler. No, 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 no. I like Zach Wheeler. I'm not moving my Zach Wheeler stock just yet. He's been okay, and if he stays healthy, if he's, he's good. been fine. I'm not acquiring him as for the playoffs okay because the health just scares the crap out of me i don't think he's gonna cost much though well that there's a reason for that <laughs> yeah i mean he's risky it's amazing he's 28 now okay because but, I feel but if, like I'm a, is... if i'm a division leading team and i have a chance to go to the world series i'm not hedging my bets like i'm saying okay here we go let's do this okay i i see no virtue in saying ah it doesn't cost much but if i don't make it out of the first round who cares yeah, that's fair. I don't know. I guess we'll we'll see. But I guess my other counter to that would be, have you seen Matt Harvey in Cincinnati? I actually haven't watched a whole lot of Cincinnati Matt Harvey, which makes me sad. Um, but I, I am impressed by what he's doing. He went seven the, the, innings against the Braves the other night. And was the really fastball good. is back. Yes. So that's, I guess, kind of to bring that back to the Brewers. It's like you send Zach Wheeler to Milwaukee. Maybe it's just a better version of Matt Harvey in Cincinnati. Uh, no, I maybe mean, Matt Harvey's always better than Zach Wheeler. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's probably true. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I know that like Keston Hira could potentially help them this year, but at the same time, like I would rather have Jacob Degrom this year than Keston Hira this year. What about Jose Urena? I don't really. Uh, I like him a lot. Actually, that's the guy who I'm actually hoping to break. Yeah, you, you've probably seen more of him than I have. He feels like a guy that if you put him on a contender, like if he was the Yankees pitcher, people would love this guy. Really? He doesn't strike guys out. No, but it's just, he's like, I think he's like 0-9 this year or something like that. It's insane. He has no rent. He's 2-9. 2-9, there you go. Um, He's had a terrible... Terrible luck, but I mean, his velocity is so strong. He throws ninety five with his two seamer. Like he okay, but if he's throwing ninety five, doesn't strike guys out. I, that there's something up there. There is, but he's on the DL right now, so it may have just been an injury thing. I'm not worried about Arena. His strikeouts are actually up this year. <laughs> not great. Okay, 
maybe Jose Arena is not uh, exactly what I want him to be. But uh, he's only 26, so maybe he'll uh, get better. But I don't know. I like guys like him and Wheeler where it's like a different situation. Does it move the needle a little bit? Because I do see the talent there. And if they're healthy, I, I, I don't know. I just... <sighs> It does feel like the Brewers, because they've done this before with CC Zabathia and Zach Greinke, like they're clearly not afraid. Okay, but like, so <laughs> Zach Greinke and CC Zabathia are Hall of Famers. That's well, what I'm saying is like, and Jacob deGrom is well on his way. So like, it shouldn't be a surprise if the Brewers make a trade for him or Syndergaard. Oh, okay. I thought you were making an analogy there with Wheeler. Oh, no, 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 no. I am saying that I like, they're not going to swing small for someone like, like that would be a twinsian move to trade for Wheeler yes. or somebody like that right now instead of just acquiring the future Hall of Famer and making a real run of it. Um, so yeah, like it shouldn't surprise any of us if the Brewers end up trading for Syndergaard because we've seen this over and over again. This team is not afraid to pull the trigger on something like that. I I, I think I really think they have to. I, I don't know if they're going to be in a wild card game. I really like their chances to win this division. Um, but I mean, I don't want junior Guerra or chase anderson starting game one i just really don't i feel that feels like you know malpractice to me so what are the pieces that would attract the mets in the brewer system right now well again obviously there's keston hero who's mm-hmm. a ridiculous hitter and the mets need anybody with a pulse who can swing a bat um i mean they could you know I mean, there's brett phillips obviously um, they could try and potentially market the Orlando RC reclamation project if they really want to give up on him and not necessarily give up on him, but they just need assets. Um, there's, you know, Lucas Ersage. There's, uh, I mean, they, they, moved, they moved a lot of guys. I think Monte Harrison's still in the system, I think. Mm-hmm. I, I think he's still in the system. I don't think he got moved in the, in the, the Yelich deal. Uh, Corey Ray, I mean, he has been a bit of a disappointment, but again, you know, he, like, so they're, they're, they've got Luis Ortiz down there too. I forgot about him. He's a good pitcher. Um, like their, their system is not what it was at the start of the off season when it was amazing. They moved a lot of those guys and, you know, rightfully so. Um, that's what you do when you're trying to get good. Uh, I mean, there's Brandon Woodruff. There's uh what's his face? Um, the guy in double A, um, They've got another pitcher down there. I forget his name. Uh, Corbin Burns. But uh, so they've got some guys left that they could use. Mm-hmm. Um, it would probably take most or all of them. And again, that's rightfully so for for Jacob DeGrom. But um, I think they should do it. And they should do it sooner than later. Okay. Um, did you see this uh, Jesus Algalar explosion coming this year? No, but it's great. It's a good story. It's not Framil Reyes good, but it's good. I am extremely here for humongous guys suddenly becoming 300 hitters. It's so bizarre. He's, uh, if you don't know, he's the first baseman for the Brewers, and he is raking in Milwaukee this year. He is a large adult son. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> that is, this is very true. Um, have you seen any of Chasin this year? Why is he good in Milwaukee? I, I don't think I've actually caught a Julius Chasin game this year. So what is it like? Have you de- have you delved into his numbers at all, or is oh, it- I haven't? But let's do it now because I don't understand why he's been so good for them. So Julius Chasin, he's got to at least be forty five. By the way, he has been in the majors for as long. He's as He's thirty. How is that possible? He came up very very young. Yeah. Um. 
So Jolie's chassis in this year has a 3.71 ERA, a 4.97 DRA. So there's some there's some stuff going on there. Um, strikeouts are eh. Walks are up. Um, hits per nine are up. <laughs> uh, ground ball percentage is down. Mm. Um, whip is up. So his defense is doing good work for him. Is what is what this sounds like. Yeah. Not a guy I want starting a lot of games in the playoffs. No, not at all. But a good like guy who you'd want in there for like three or four innings. He's giving you innings. Yeah. Which is good for the regular season. I don't want him touching the ball <laughs> in the playoffs. They need like two pitchers, is the thing. Like they they need Degrom and J. Hap is what they need. Oh, I'm here for that. Mm. It's just empty their entire farm system, and really Blake they Snell should. Or Chris Archer. They're not moving Blake Snell. I would be stunned if they moved Blake Snell. Really? Yeah. Why do you say that? I, I would. I well, like okay, so he's got a lot of years left. So like between his performance and all those years left in his youth, he's going to cost you, you know, the world. Um, because like, I mean. There are some guys, and, and Degrom might be in this territory. To be perfectly honest, where like they're almost too expensive, like they're, like they're too valuable to move in a way because like because the, the cost is so prohibitive. Like because Jacob Degrom is amazing, and he's got like two years left. So between him being amazing and having two years of cheap control left, by the way, like we, like guys like that just don't get traded. Yeah, and the Mets can talk um, themselves into reloading making a couple moves like hey if Cespedes was healthy all year we could have made a run and everything like that. It's, it's not even that it's just the cost is so astronomically high and again rightfully so Blake Snell I think has like three or four years left yeah so between him suddenly becoming a god and having three or four very cheap years of control left did, 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 they, did they did they get did they put a contract on him I forget I don't think so I could be wrong but um, if you're the Rays, though, doesn't it? Isn't it even more fun to move him now and pay a couple of minor leaguers even less, and make well, even more money and save I'm, even more money? Look, look, yes, but at the same time, again, as the Rays, as for your 25 year old left handed ace mm-hmm. with three or four years left in his early early when is when is Blake Stell's earliest free agency? Let, let, let me look at this up. Um, you have all of the right in the world to ask for the world for him. And you, you should be run out of town if you don't ask the world for him. Um, yeah, he's pre-RML. He's not, he, doesn't have, he doesn't even hit arbitration yet. He's going to be a free agent in 2023. Yeah, you might as well just keep him. I mean, like, you're going to have to ask for, like, four top 100 guys. And there aren't many people who can pay that. Like, who can, who can do that right now? The Yankees, and they're not moving him to the Yankees. Um, they're. I mean, the the Padres aren't in the business of going out to get the pitcher yet. Um, the Dodgers might be able to do this, but I don't think they will. Um, yeah, like there's like there's it, the 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 cost is almost prohibitive to, to to actually moving it. Um, and frankly, if you're the Rays, you're like, okay, well, our farm system is on the upswing. We've got all this money sitting around. Hmm, maybe we should build around him. The best thing, though, about the Brewers, though, with all of this is <laughs> we talked about Machado at the beginning of this. They make so much sense for Machado because guess who got sent down? Arcia. You got demoted. Yeah. You've been terrible. They need a shortstop. 
yes, they they should go get him. But if you they do have, that, ha- you can't go after Syndergaard. Right. Grom. And and I would rather go get the pitcher. Really? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Um, their lineup's fine. Like once Kane gets back, their lineup's fine. Yeah, it's just a glaring hole at the right spot for someone like Machado. He would make so much sense for them too. Yes, he would be great. Um, I I don't know. I don't know if they do that. Is there another like lower level shortstop they could acquire? Who do you think? Donaldson doesn't really make sense for them. No. Um. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Um. I mean, I'm not really you know Jose Iglesias guy. Um, there really aren't a lot of other names that make sense for them. Who plays shortstop for the Reds these days? Not. Uh, I should know this. Jeanette's at second. Um, Peraza's at third. It? It's Jose Peraza. Oh, it's, it is Jose Peraza. Okay. Yeah, Suarez plays third. Suarez, yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't think there is a guy out there the at shortstop. Rangers starting at short these days. I think Profar's playing some short. Ooh, that could oh, be. Until I, until, well, I think Andrus is back now. Actually, I, forget, I don't know. Mm. Yeah, and I don't think they're moving Elvis Andrus. Yeah, so that's that's about it. Or you could get Alcides Escobar, which would say no to that. <laughs> the worst. He feels like a brewery shortstop because I don't know if you remember this. He was a brewery shortstop. Oh, that's right. <laughs> and before that, it was uh, Alex Gonzalez for years. I feel like the Brewers have had terrible shortstops for like the last like fifteen years. Jonathan VR had like that one random really good year. Yeah. I just I remember playing MLB video games growing up, and the Brewers always having shitty shortstops. That's just a thing I think they're required to do. Possibly. Mm. So no Machado for them, but maybe Syndergaard, Degrom. Who knows? Not Blake Snell, as you outlined. That there's no reason at all for the Tempe Rays to trade somebody like Blake Snell right now. But maybe Archer. We'll we'll see. But the I mean, he's been like hurt. Yeah. So his value is not great. Um. Last thing, though, and this is another cool story because baseball is weird and baseball is fun, is the Twins, who have had a very, um, how would you describe their 2018 campaign? Disastrous? Twinsian. Twinsian, yes. Um, not great. Uh, they dipped their toes into contending this offseason by signing Jake uh, Orderizzi, uh Lance, Lance Lynn. Lynn. Like they, uh, I think Logan Morrison. They, they were like, 38 home runs, launch angle revolution, sign us up. Did not work out in Minnesota this year. Like, Miguel Sano got sent down from <laughs> the major leagues to single A. Uh, Byron Bucks. They just said Byron Bucks down. Yeah, he's not hitting. He's actually batting, I think. Who would you, um, if you added his batting average with Lewis Brinson's in Miami, would that even add up to, like. You'd have, like, a 300 player. Okay. There you go. Maybe that's what I mean. They're not, they're not hitting like point zero eight five or whatever. Yeah. Like, unbelievable. Not great for either of them, um, which kind of sucks because I like prospects doing well. But Byron Buxton, I think, how many years away are we from just like admitting that he's not going to hit the major league level? Are we there now? Who knows, man? Like, it's part of it is the injuries. And I think they were making like, I saw a story like that they were made him play through like a broken toe for three weeks this year or something like that. So, like, toughen up, man. They've, they've, they've kind of like mishandled him to begin with, and then it's the injuries, and I don't know. Um, there's a lot going on with that organization. Um, 
I feel yeah, bad it's for not good. Fans because they were a great story last year. It looked like they were doing the brewery No, they thing. were really fun. Like, they, everybody started hitting all at once. It was really fun. They have Eddie Rosario, though. He might be an all-star. Yes. I would be surprised if he wasn't. Yeah. Because um, I think he's really he down there. He might be all-star from that team. By the way, let me say this. Braves fans, as you're listening to this, stop voting for all of these players. Stop it. Kurt okay, so like, is but, the top four in catcher voting. Like, Nick Marquez, I think, is a, he's the leader in right field. Like, if you go to oh, yeah, oh, but hold on, hold on, Yolan Camargo is in third place for third baseman. All right, yes, that's crazy. But like Kurt Suzuki legitimately should be in the top three or four he's for fine. an old catcher. Like, whatever, whatever. He's ahead of he's JT hitting like, he's hitting, No, no, no. Hold on. Okay, that that's ridiculous. That's what but, I'm saying. He's ahead of JT Romuto. But he's not going to be like any man. Any manager with half an ounce of sense will take Romuto over Suzuki. Dansby for the Swanson team. is second in shortstop voting. Yes. Okay. But like, l- let me defend Kurt Suzuki. Here. Okay. I know I don't know any of his defensive stuff, and I remember him not being a particularly good defensive catcher. That being said, the guy is hitting two ninety, three fifty three, four eighty seven. That's great for a catcher. Oh, that's fine. I like Kurt Suzuki. Tyler Flowers is just as good as him. He's mashing too. Like the Braves yes. catcher situation has been fantastic this year, but it's a combination yes. effort, and it's just one of those things where it's just they're having good seasons, but they're not all stars. Yes. Dansby Swanson is in second. That's crazy. Like, it's Johan Camargo, third. I just, I can't deal with it. Like, it's just too much. And I hate when they encourage this kind of behavior because I don't like an all-star game where it's just, you look back years later and you're like, okay, how did this happen? What, what is this? Yeah. The NL is a dumpster fire, by the way. Because It is. It's awful. What do you think of my idea for getting rid of the NL MVP and just instituting the not Mike Trout MVP award. Um, I would not do that. Why? Because if you look at the NL MVP race, it is Freddie Freeman and Scooter Jeanette. No, come on. Who else is in there? Hold on. I'll tell you in a second. Paul Goldschmidt's been terrible this year. You look at um, Bryce Harper having a terrible year. Nolan Arenado. I mean, Arenado fine. Like he's like a. I like Arenado a lot, but it feels like he's that dude who's going to be in that that top four candidacy for like seven years, but never. I mean, honestly, win. you know, you know who I vote for for MVP right now? Who? Jacob Degrom. Oh, I just pitchers are tough. I mean, him or Scherzer. I mean, they both been I mean, excellent. For Cy Young, yeah, but it's just really hard for me. But what when a the, guy who's there when, every when the position days, player I just, when the position put when the position players haven't have not been this good then you know yeah but that's what shows how just lackluster this class is for an MVP. and by the way Scooter Jeanette really good so he is no he is he is a really good baseball player now but um it's gonna be Freeman but then you look at the AL Mookie Betts is having an unreal season Francisco Lindor Jose Ramirez Aaron Judge all these guys and none of them are going to win Jose Altuve, Carlos Correa. It's just, uh, I I don't like it. I don't like the disparity and I don't like, like no one actually thinks Freddie Freeman's the second best player in baseball. It's not a matter of the best player in in baseball. It's a matter of the best in his league. Yeah. And I just don't like it. It doesn't make any sense to me. Mookie Betts should get an MVP this year is what I'm saying. (laughs) Okay. I don't think that's crazy. I think (laughs) what what are we going to remember from this season? It's Mike Trout being insane and Mookie Betts being somehow close to that. I guess. Let's give him an award. The not Mike Trout MVP. I think that's a thing that we should do. Okay. 
I'm going to get you on board. By the time this season's over, I think I will have you reversed your decision when Freeman wins and you see that and you see Mike Trout and you're like, oh, this doesn't look right. Vicky Betts is just over there sad. Jose Ramirez, just no hardware for him either. I, I don't like it. I don't, I just, I don't like it. Um, But anyway, back to the twins quickly. Williams Astudillo, he's Venezuelan, so I definitely butchered his pronunciation. Astudillo. Yeah. He is 26 years old. He's been in the majors or been in uh, professional baseball rather for nine seasons. And uh, he never walks. He never strikes out. This is all from a great piece on Fangrass by Jeff Sullivan. And he's played basically every position in baseball. He is an insane story. And I just, I, I love it. So good news for the twins. What do you, what did you make of this story? And like the way this guy um, tries to hit a baseball. Well, I think he looks great while trying to hit a baseball. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched video of him legging out a triple the other day, and that was delightful. Um, he is – I don't know how to put this. Um, he's kind of like pumpkin-shaped. <laughs> and I mean that in the best way possible. Um, so, yeah, he's like a hyper-contact hitter who's shaped like a pumpkin – and can I tell you who he reminded me of when I first saw him hit? Who? Bartolo Colon. But he's like Bartolo Colon with like a 60 hitting tool. Yeah. Um, and like, I think the twins actually put him in center field the other day <laughs> in like a blowout. Like when they're playing the Cubs and they're getting blown out or whatever. And I think they put him in center field. And we should say he got called up to be a catcher. Well, he's a catcher slash infielder. Yeah. Slash um, now. Yeah. And they put him in center field. And, and that that's just incredible to me. It is uh it's it's nuts. So his K and walk rate going through the minors was like four point something and three point something and it was just consistent year after year after year. He never struck out, he never walked, but he was just he made contact with literally everything. So he uh and like so this is his entire career. He has a three point two K percentage and a three point four or uh at a four point four um walk percentage and he just he makes contact with everything he has a one <laughs> he has a wrc plus of 126 this year um hit seven home runs before he got called up like he is just he's gonna be a really fun guy to watch and i'm i'm happy for the twins fans and i'm happy for baseball fans because guys like this who come around like it just are completely baffling and you just don't understand it. You just enjoy it. So it's kind of like Bartolo Colon where you're like, I don't understand how this is still working, but um, it uh, it's, it's just fun. I, I like it. Yeah. I really hope it works. Um, I don't know how well this skill set will play against big league pitching, but I really hope it works. He struck out. Uh, let's see. What was this? He uh, six. He stole six bases, man. <laughs> He's stolen six bases this year. That's awesome. How is that possible? And we say that he's pumpkin shaped and looks like Bartolo Colon playing uh, batting. It's just that's what he looks like. And he's apparently stealing bases now, too. I don't understand any of this. Just just enjoy the ride. Yeah. Oh, my God. But good for them. Good for the twins. They got some good news after another just terrible year. Because if you go to fangraphs.com, would you like to guess what the top story is today? Um... Uh, let's see. What would you guess? The Twins 2018 has been a mess. <laughs> All right. 
Well, that sounds about right. Yep, sounds about right. But uh, you know, you can't. We can't all have nice things. But uh, yeah, so enjoy that, Twins fans. Enjoy that, baseball fans. And uh, yeah, uh, Nick, are you working on anything this week? Is there anything? We're recording this on a Tuesday. Is there any more pieces coming out on your end this week? Uh, just you know the usual stuff. Um, Yankees prospect coverage at the Athletic. Um, some other stuff, and yeah, nothing, nothing extraordinary except you know I am extraordinary. But besides that, no. I would agree. Um, is there good news coming down the pipe for Clint Frazier? Man, I, I, I don't know. I, I would, I would, I would like to see him get more playing time anywhere, um, because he's really fun and he he can hit. So yeah. Let's send him to Seattle. You can get for James what? Paxton. <laughs> I don't think the Mariners are in the business Felix. of moving James. Yeah. They're buyers, not sellers. I know. I refuse to believe in any of this. I don't like it. Yeah, well, they're losing oh well. the wild card game. They're going to get the Red Sox, and it's going to be painful. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Nick Stellini, I appreciate it. As always, we can find you on Twitter at Stellini Tweets. We can read you, like you said, at The Athletic and Sporting News. And uh, we will talk again soon. Have a great July 4th, man. You too. Thanks, Nick. And that'll do it for today's episode of the Chase Thomas Podcast. I just want to remind you guys, if you like today's episode and you are subscribed on Apple Podcasts or iTunes, I would really appreciate if you could take a second, leave the show a five-star rating and a review. If uh, you're not an Apple Podcast listener, remember you can find the show on Spotify, TuneIn Radio, SoundCloud, Stitcher, uh, Google Play, or wherever else you get your podcasts. Uh, Be sure to check out ChaseThomasPodcast.com where you can access all of my previous episodes and also find all my writing. I'm writing there fairly often. And also follow me on Twitter at Chase Double underscore Thomas and like the Facebook page at Facebook.com slash Chase Thomas Writer. Uh, thank you for your support and we'll be back with another episode very soon. Thanks guys. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime.